0: everyone. Grab your Bible, a pencil, a journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee. And I'd love for you to join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Proverbs 25 verses 16 through 17. Have you found honey? Eat only what you need, lest you have it in excess and vomit it. Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you, and hate you.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara and as you know, my mom and I sit down together every week and we talk through scripture and truths and in this episode, we are going back and talking about boundaries. A couple weeks ago, we had asked you guys to send in some questions for Dot to answer and we go through those questions and talk further about boundaries and even dive into the topic of forgiveness and how really with boundaries, we need to be honest with ourselves and with God before we even set the boundary. So,
0: we are so glad that you're here. So, pull up a chair and listen in. Kara, today we are going to be talking about something extremely important. It is going to be a continuation. As you know, we did a podcast and talked about boundaries the other day. And when we did the workshop a month or so ago, we were really amazed at how often uh, boundaries came up during the workshop and how important Mm -hmm. it, it is in people's lives and how confusing sometimes it can be. And so today is going to be one of those podcasts where I am really praying that God will just speak in and through us, which, you know, we are every week. We do pray that. But this is a very difficult subject because boundaries is very important, and it's biblical. But oftentimes, when I have talked with someone about setting up boundaries, and what I mean by that is protecting your heart sometimes and keeping yourself from bitterness and anger and resentment. Sometimes you have to step aside, pause for a minute, and just kind of take a break from relationships or being with someone. And whenever I've really discussed this with someone, always I can sense that they're looking in some form or fashion an excuse not to be in a relationship with this person, Mm -hmm. that either they've been hurt or it's just so difficult, it's so dysfunctional. And of course, with all of us, as we've talked about it a hundred times, we don't like any kind of pain. We don't like any kind of difficulties. And sure so don't. we want to no. And so we want to run every single time. Mm-hmm. So when someone is talking about boundaries, often people are so excited because they think this is an excuse to walk away from a relationship,
1: mm-hmm. or it could be the flip side. Of the coin, where it's so hard for someone to put up a boundary because it might feel rude or it might feel mean, or they don't want to come across rude or they don't want to come across mean, or I don't know. Um, Absolutely. So I feel like there's two sides of the spectrum that make boundaries really hard: the side that you are talking about, and then the side that it's hard to for someone for some people to put them in place because of how they may be
0: perceived, or you know, I don't want to hurt someone, or I don't, right. want to, I don't want to look like I'm just being selfish and I'm only concerned about me, or mm-hmm. I should really uh, be able to enter in some people's lives and walk life with them, and I want to love them like Jesus did. And so a lot of times it looks like we're not loving, we're not accepting, we're putting up boundaries because we don't want to be involved in people's lives. But in reality, the truth of the matter is it's right the opposite. The boundaries are going to be the very thing that will protect our relationships. And so today, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to talk about the things that we need to know about boundaries. And I loved mm-hmm. the Proverbs uh, 25 that I was reading, and I hope that you did write that down, because it's very important. The Verse 16, it says, if you find some honey and you just eat a lot of it, you're just going to throw it up. And that is a principle. Anything in Excess, even if it's a good thing, in excess, it's absolutely you know anything out of balance. And so, it's saying you find this honey and you just you know overly eat, then you're going to end up being sick. And we all know that mm-hmm. we you know we know mm-hmm. that in in life, no matter what you're eating, you making love a Krispy Kreme like I do, but if you overeat them, you know you're not going to feel very right. well. And then he goes right from. That, talking about excess of honey and eating too much of one thing, he says, Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. And I remember when I first read that years and years ago, like I'd never thought of that. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and you know, two weeks ago when we first, when you first brought up this topic of boundaries, we asked our listeners if they had any questions or specific examples mm-hmm. And again, you are not going to give them, you know, here's everything that you need to do and step-by-step guide or whatever, but you do have a lot of wisdom. So do we, do you want to go through, talk through some of those questions or instances that were brought up? And I think it was interesting. I think majority of them, I think it's seems to be the hardest to put up boundaries with someone you live with, whether it's a spouse or even an in-law or a child or, you know, whoever. Mm -hmm. Or a family member in general, maybe not one that you live with, but a family member, is like you can't
0: escape, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. You just can't do away with a family member. You can't right, just right. say, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. Now, some people do. And I do want to do a disclaimer here, because mm-hmm. I always feel the pressure of the truth that what I say and the advice that I give Needs to be true, founded in scripture. There are
1: certain things. In other words, not your opinion. It's absolutely.
0: And there are some right. things that you can't turn to the Bible and it says, Kara set up a boundary towards so and so. You mm-hmm. know, it's just not a lot of things in scripture, but there's principles that can be applied. But I do want to say this, whoever's listening and whoever's in in on our conversation here about boundaries, is that I don't know your situation. And what Mm -hmm. I have found to be so hurtful at times is someone has gone in and talked to someone, a counselor or a friend, and they've only heard one side of the story. Mm -hmm. And the advice that was given was based on only the details that was given from that one side from that one view from the heart or the wounds or the scars of that one person Mm -hmm. and so i have seen so many people been given awful advice and i have to step back and think why would anyone tell someone to do this or advise anyone to take this type of action and then i have to step back and realize they don't know the whole story So here we are on this podcast, you know, talking about something so important, and I don't want to sound like I'm telling you what to do, and I'm giving you 10 steps to do it, but what I am going to do is I'm going to tell you some biblical principles that can be applied, but Mm -hmm. the whole purpose for this podcast, I want them to write that down, whatever God puts in their mind whatever they feel like God is telling them concerning their relationships, I want them to write it down, and I want them to pray and ask God, this is what I think you're telling me. This is how I think you're asking me to handle this situation. Is this true? Is this the best way to handle the situation? Mm -hmm. And then let God decide, let the Holy Spirit in you and uh, in them to to be able to trust that the decisions that they're making, that they're doing it because this is something that God has put on their heart Mm. to protect the relationship. I Mm. cannot stress that too much. Yeah, that's good. So in light of that, what's the first question, Kara? So this was one that we got,
1: and obviously keeping out details and names, but um, they said, I have a husband who only talks about himself and all he has accomplished in his life. He rarely asks about me and what I want or need. How do I tell him that he dominates the conversation and I need him to listen more and talk less?
0: In reality, I don't think this is really a boundary question as much as it is a marriage question. And over the years, I have found that men, do not handle it very well when their wife wants to tell them what they can and cannot do and what they're not doing in the right way. Or like they're Mm kind of take it as, I don't need another mother telling me what to Mm do. I've not seen, in my experience, and Howard and I have been married 50 years, and I have talked to a lot of women that are married, it's not been my experience that any man wants to hear. You're dominating the conversation. You never ask about me. It's all about you. Now, I doubt very seriously this person would say it in that way, but it doesn't really matter how you say it sometimes. It's what they hear you say. And so my advice would be this, and I am speaking from experience. Now, that's not true with Howard. Howard's never just talked about himself. Matter of fact, I find him hard to get Howard to talk about himself. So it's not it's <laughs> not that I'm not saying I I understand the situation mm-hmm. she's in, but I do understand a man and a wife and we've been married fifty mm-hmm. years. And there have been things that I've wanted to share with Howard and I never got the green light to do it. It wasn't that we didn't have the relationship that I could be open with a conversation. But I also knew that Howard so wants to be the perfect husband and take care of me. And that if I approached him about something, that he would take it that he's not doing something right. Now, in reality, that's exactly what this person is saying, is that this man's not doing right. But what Mm -hmm. I have found is that, and I cannot say this strong enough, and I'm not over-spiritualizing this. I want you to listen to this, whoever's listening, and I want you to write this down. Only God is the person that you can tell everything to. And what I have experienced in my marriage is that whenever I went to God and I said, God, this is what is bothering me. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want me to say anything to Howard about this, or can you take care of this without me saying something? And I, I wish I could look this girl in the eye right now and tell her, one hundred percent of the time, God has done a miracle when I've let Him take control of that situation. Mm-hmm. Howard would come up and, and literally at one time, he said, "I was reading a scripture today about something. It was something in Proverbs." And it was about the very thing I was praying about. And it was God that showed him. When God shows it to your husband and God works in his heart, it's a life change. It is a change that will last forever. It's not something that you're doing to change him. Only God can change a heart and only God can change a person. So I highly recommend that you take this to the Lord and you say, God, I want you to work in his heart and show him this sensitivity that I would like for him to just ask about me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I will say this too. I heard someone say many years ago, and he was preaching, and it wasn't talking about marriage at all, but he was talking about the reaping and sowing. And he said, what you want, you sow. If you won't, something, if you want to reap something, you sow it. And he said, you never put a watermelon seed in the ground and expect to get a cantaloupe. In that sermon, Kara, it was the craziest thing. I was wanting my mom to tell me that she loved me. I wanted to hear her say, I love you. And as I was listening to this sermon that was talking about reaping and sowing, had nothing to do with my relationship with my mom Mm or mother-daughter thing. I knew that God was saying, if you want your mother to say that she loves you, then Mm -hmm. tell her first. And Mm -hmm. I started telling her I love her. And I remember the first time that I said, I love you. There was silence on the phone. And I thought, oh, my gosh, my mom doesn't love me. But she was so taken back by that. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, well, I, I love you, too. <laughs> yeah. And I said it first. And I began to use that habit. And in that habit, God began to work in her heart that I remember the first time when I forgot to say I love you right before we hung up. My mother said it first. Mm -hmm. And it was as if God was saying, look what I did. Mm -hmm. And so I would suggest that this person start saying, hey, honey, let me tell you about my day today. Because there's a sense for us women to sit there and go, well, if he's not going to ask about my day, I'm not telling Mm him.
1: Or even, and I don't know if you would agree with this, but maybe even ask him about his day before he, you know, like, would you say that?
0: Like, would that be part of it? I think you could ask him, like, how's your day going? It would help you from being bitter because mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, you know, I'm not going to let this bother me. So mm-hmm. he wants to talk about his life and he wants to talk about what's going on. I'm going to um, take a step further. I'm going to walk that second mile and I'll just ask him. But mm-hmm. I would say this as he was talking about his day and what's all going then she could say with a pure heart. I'm so proud of you. You know, you've accomplished so much. I just love hearing what all, you know, God is doing in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and today I did blah, blah, blah. Or right, Today, right. So, this is what's going on. But, so it's
1: telling him what, it's almost like you're answering the question that you want
0: him to ask without him asking it. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, yes. But what I'm saying is first, you have to protect your heart from being bitter and angry that he's not asked about your mm-hmm. day. And the best way sometimes to do that is to go ahead and just say, you know, I'm going to forgive him for not Mm -hmm. ever asking about me and always talking about himself. Because no matter what you say, if you don't deal with that unforgiving spirit, you're going to become bitter and it's not going to come out Mm -hmm. right. That's the first step. And then I would take it a step further and engage in what he's saying about his day. Mm -hmm. And then... I would immediately start talking about what was going on mm-hmm. in my day. And of course, like you're saying, pray, like
1: the whole time, you know, at telling God, like, God, I'm hurt that he has not asked about this or that he dominates the conversation or he, you know, blah, 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 like tell God everything and ask God to- And say, I choose to forgive you. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I would venture to say that that was a boundary question because she's having to put up a boundary of not telling her husband All the thing you know like you're dominating the conversation you're you know like i need you to listen more you know that kind of thing like i think that is a boundary of not saying all that telling god letting god
0: do that work and then what you just said well i think that there's boundaries that you're putting in to protect your heart but there are also boundaries and walls that we put about our hearts that we do it in a different motivation where we're like, you're not going to hurt me. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like the boundaries that we've been talking about as far as boundaries are protecting us, yes, that is true. She has to do something, I guess, to protect their marriage because boundaries Mm -hmm. are for healing relationships, not destroying them. But I think that you have to be careful that the boundaries is not a wall, but it is Mm -hmm. a line where that... I put in place. It's like it's like a property line where it determines and defines who I am and what's going on in my life versus who they are and what's going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so t- often we blend those. That instead of boundaries, we're trying to instead of being ourselves, we try to be like every like them. And so there's no boundaries there, and we become try to become too much we hide behind mm-hmm. um, these relationships sometimes yeah i think that's great and i think that principle can be
1: applied in a lot of different i'm sure if it's not a husband who is doing that exactly it can be applied to maybe another situation in a household you know that um just taking that principle of not telling every little thing <laughs> of what's bothering yeah. you or or what the person is doing uh, wrong and taking it to God first,
0: for sure. Yeah, and and just be reminded of the truth that only God changes a heart. So mm-hmm. we can't change people and we can't be their Holy Spirit and we can't convict them of their sin and convict them and give them a desire to change. But God can. So go to the one that can change. Mm-hmm. And of course, if God opens an opportunity to say something, like, of course. But
1: yeah, I think... That's a good rule of thumb of just asking God to open. Like, if God, if this is something to bring up in this relationship, would you
0: bring an opportunity, open opportunity for that conversation? Yeah, and, you know, Kara, I've done that in every relationship, like you said. I've done that with Howard, but I've done it with my children. I've done it with you. Like, God, if I need to bring this up and I need to talk to Kara about this, would you let Kara bring it up? Uh, then I will know that she's given me permission Mm -hmm. to enter into that Mm -hmm. place of her life. I've done that with friends. I've done it with my daughter-in-law. I've done it with my Mm -hmm. uh, married daughter. I've done it with my grandchildren. And I can sense when I'm talking to someone if they put up a wall. Mm -hmm. And when there's that wall, and I'm not giving you the right to enter into this part of my life, then you don't try to go and knock down that wall. right? And so that's been sensitive to other people's boundaries as well. Right. And not just, you know, your own kind right. of boundaries. I think that one of the things or a couple of things that I just want to talk about is one of the things of why we want to put boundaries and sometimes why we don't want to. Sometimes one of the things that we do need to know that there needs to boundary is when we are supposed to allow people to reap what they sow. And in the garden, when Adam and Eve you know, had the garden, they had boundaries. They couldn't eat of that one fruit, mm-hmm. the tree. And so when God put up that boundaries, he wanted them to be dependent upon them. But when they disobeyed God and pushed the boundaries, then they had to reap what they sowed. And that has nothing to do with forgiveness. Uh, God had forgiven them and God knew what had happened. But what I'm talking about is sometimes it's hard to put a boundaries because we don't want the people that we love to reap what they've sowed. And so we go into their lives too much. We get too involved in their lives, trying to protect them from reaping what they've already sown. Mm. And in that case, we don't have a boundaries and we're not teaching them to have a boundaries either. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the reasons we have to have boundaries is because the principle of reaping and sowing came way before the fall. Mm-hmm. And that's very very important in someone's life. They never learn mm-hmm. how to be adults. They don't know what it's like to be responsible. Mm-hmm. And so we try sometimes to run into somebody's life and protect them. I've seen it with uh, wives that uh, run in and try to take care of their finances and stuff, which I'm not saying you shouldn't handle the finances yeah. a woman. I mean, some should, women, saying yes. that, But sometimes they come in and they see that the husband's or the wife is overspending. And so they run in there trying to uh, just keep putting money in and putting money instead of dealing with their overspending and their, Mm -hmm. their lack of discipline. And a lot of times I've seen wives who wants their husbands to be the spiritual leader, but they won't let the husband be the spiritual leader. And so they are constantly pushing in and, and and trying to protect their husband instead of really praying and letting him be the spiritual leader that God's put him yeah. in. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, I think though, uh, sometimes, yeah, I think we can want to spare
1: someone we love from the consequences of their own decisions. But I also think there are times where like, it's a similar thing, but I'm just thinking of like, I have a friend, a close friend who was hurt by another friend. And my friend needed, she needed some space. She was really hurt and felt really um, betrayed by this other friend. And I was like, that's okay. Like you've been hurt. Like a consequence of what happened is there was a breach in the relationship. And to keep going on y'all's merry way and acting like this never happened when you are deeply hurt, like that's part of a consequence is that you know, you need some space, you need some healing that does not so that she can go back to that friend and be able to have a conversation in a healthy and uh, productive way versus just saying like, okay, it's fine. And acting like either it never happened or having a conversation before she was ready to, and the conversation would just be out of, you know, unforgiveness and pain, which wouldn't have helped anyone. But she just, she needed some, she's needed space to, you know, not text this friend every single day, or, you know, maybe not see her for a minute. um, So that she, and in that process, she's doing her like healing, you know, she's doing her work to like heal and forgive and do all that. And then, you know, like you've said from the beginning with all this, so that they could have... A better friendship, and maybe I think it would look. I think it will look different because of the hurt that took place, and I think that's part of it too. Like having a boundary or healing a relationship. Sometimes it's creating a new relationship. Sometimes that friendship looks different. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes even with family members, you know, the you can't change your family members, but maybe your interactions look different.
0: And I agree with that. And I think that's true. You do have to have space, but. What do you do with the space? And that's the important thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's not just doing space and then just not. You right. know. If you're doing this space as a manipulation, right? No, and to she... say, hey, I hope you notice I'm not talking to you. Right. You're trying to be a passive aggressive kind of thing. It's a different. But if you need this space, and you need, and you do need this space whenever you're hurt, you do need that space, mm-hmm. and you do need to say, I've been hurt mm-hmm. to God. Right, right. And then you say, God, I just want to forgive them. I'm not Mm -hmm. making excuses for their behavior, but I'm going to let you take care of them. I'm going to let you uh, handle the responsibility of the outcome of what they have done. And... You forgive them, and you are required by God to forgive them because you have been forgiven. There is no justification to not forgive someone Mm -hmm. because of what God has forgiven us for. So Mm -hmm. every time I would say, God, I just can't forgive him for that, I would think, well, then what if God said that to me? Mm -hmm. Every time that I hurt him or every time I didn't live up to the expectations that I knew mm-hmm. I needed to do and things I needed to do. So forgiveness is a key. I think I, I might have said this in an episode last season,
1: but and I know forgiveness is a whole another episode that we could go into, but sometimes, I mean, there was a situation I was in about six years ago, and I knew I needed to forgive my betrayer, but it took me maybe a whole year to get there. And in my prayer, there were times where I was like, God, I know like the pain was so deep. I had been betrayed in a level that I, to such depth that it took such a process to get to the place to even want to forgive him. And I experienced God's grace. And I remember praying so many times, like, God, I know in my head, I, I know I need to forgive him, but I don't want to forgive him. And I did feel like God and his grace was like, I know it because I was willing, like, I wanted to be there, but I was like, I'm not there at all. Like, I'm not, I cannot forgive him. And, and I think that's the key where it's like, it doesn't, I think that can even be a part of that process of the relationship where it's like, just being willing for God to get you to that place. Like I was willing forgot to get me to the place to even want to forgive him. But I was honest in saying, I don't want to forgive him. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it wasn't with this clenched fist of like, I'm not ever going to, it's just a, I need you to do some other healing work in my heart and get me to the place to even want to forgive
0: him. And he did. I mean, he a hundred percent answered that. Well, and I think that's the the motivation behind the boundaries that we have to check. Are we setting up these boundaries because we want to hurt someone, or we want to prove a point, or we want to cause division? We don't want to have to deal with them. And I have experienced, and I know you have, and what you're saying is true, forgiveness sometimes is a process, but it's also not one-time deal. Right. I remember being hurt by somebody, And every time I talked to them on the phone, they would hurt my feelings. And I would not say anything to them, but every time I would hang up the phone and I would immediately say, God, I forgive them. And I would just literally, before I left, this was when we had phone lines from the house. (laughs) So it's been a long time ago. But before I would leave that place of just hanging up the phone, I just whispered, I'd close my eyes and I'd say, God, I forgive them. And, mm-hmm. I, and every time you get hurt, it's good to just immediately go, I'm just forgiving them. Every time mm-hmm. someone is saying something that's hurting your feelings or you feel like they're trying to you know, get to you or they're mm-hmm. trying to hurt you or they're you know, saying things that are like an accusation towards you, then I think you have to say, I forgive you, I forgive mm-hmm. you. The boundaries that are very healthy, if they're based and motivated – based on forgiveness, and not unforgiveness, and not bitterness, then you won't have a problem really knowing how much of a boundary and how much space you need. But if you're bitter and you're angry, you are going to be more tempted to put such a boundary between somebody because you don't want to have anything to do with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking now about family because that's what we've had most of our questions about. Mm -hmm. There are certain things we had a question about a brother that, you know, she was very hurt by her brother and her brother was like a hero to her. And uh, she's taking care of, you know, her mother and she felt hurt that, not everyone saw all that she was doing, you know, to take care of uh, of her mother, and there was not a lot of help to help her, and so she was so hurt that she was finding herself wanting to put up a boundary based on "I don't want you to hurt me," so I'm putting mm-hmm. up a wall. And so there's a difference between a boundary line and a wall. A boundary line is a is where you define who you are and your responsibility and what, uh, you're supposed to do based on what they're supposed to do. Right. Which I think that's like such a good point of like, I think at the end of
1: the day with this, all this boundary talk that we, you have to have, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to, I mean, really do a heart check, you know, like why Mm -hmm. am I wanting to put this particular boundary or why do I not want to put a boundary Is it because I want them to need me or I want to save them (laughs) or, you know, like, like, I think with whatever the boundary is and whatever the situation is, what I'm like hearing you say over and over in different ways is you have to go to God with a boundary, ask God if this is the right boundary, be honest with yourself of why you want to put the boundary or why you don't want to put the boundary. Like there's so much self-reflection and listening to the Holy Spirit, if you're a believer and and praying and being honest before God about your hurt, being honest about where you're at with your hurt, where
0: you want to be with the hurt, you know, all of that. I think like that's, that's really where you have to start with all of it. Yeah. And you know, I mentioned in the workshop that there are sometimes boundaries that are not as obvious as others. Like if you wanted to put a boundary of saying, I just can't talk to her all day long. Mm. And so you just like, you know, what? I'm going to have to just text her and say, hey, I'll call you later. And you give some space. There could be some boundaries of saying, you know, what? I'm not going to go over there all the time. Or, you know, boundaries that are, you can really define and you can see. But there's also a boundary emotionally. And that was one of the questions, if you remember, even in the workshop that a lot of people didn't understand, when I was talking about an emotional boundary. And what I mean by that is protecting your heart from bitterness and, you know, feeling like you uh, are just so angry and so bitter and so disappointed. And you want to just walk away from the relationship. But you can do it emotionally emotionally. By saying to yourself and saying to God, God, I'm going to be honest. This is hurting me emotionally, but I'm going to give you my heart, mm-hmm. and I'm asking you to help me to protect my heart and not allow them to mm-hmm. hurt me. And that's where I say emotionally. Sometimes you can withdraw and not go someplace. You Sometimes you can... Make sure that you're being very careful of how many times you're with some people and what you say. But it's that emotional part of you that cannot get out of balance. You have to control as much as you can your emotions. And I find that the best way of controlling that emotion is the way that we think. And I think we've done a whole podcast on what we think will determine how we feel And then that will determine often what we do. And I think if we don't set up some boundaries and saying, I'm not going to allow them to continue to hurt me, if we don't do that, then we're going to end up saying things and being people that we never wanted or ever thought we would be. And so I just wanted to throw that out here at the end. It's not just always the physical, where do I draw the line of how much involved am I? With these people how much I do what I don't do but also how much am I going to allow them to continue to control me and the best way I know how to keep people from controlling you is to forgive them and I know that that's hard and I know that it's difficult but based on the truth That there is nothing that we can ever say and do that God will not forgive us. How can we turn around and say to someone else, I refuse to forgive you? You have to protect yourself. You have to put boundaries in. If you are wanting to be the woman or the person that God created you to be, to be free, to be loving, and to be kind.
1: Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.